Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. The Therapy is a Christian podcast is all things mental health and Christ. We specifically talk about how mental health and God are merged together to foster growth, healing, and making mental health a normal conversation. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to the show. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Therapy is a Christian podcast. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to September's series, y'all. So I have something super, super special for you this entire month. I am going to be interviewing some amazing, amazing women. And this series is called Entrepreneurs in Therapy. Just to give a brief background, this idea came randomly about a month ago. And I was thinking to myself, I am surrounded by some amazing entrepreneurs who have not only dedicated their business to God, but also have been to counseling and have seen shifts in their life from going to counseling. And so the hope is to communicate to you the beautiful experience that it is not only to go to therapy, but what does that look like in the lens of entrepreneurship and how even going to counseling can help you in your business, can elevate your business, and you can see growth not only in yourself, but also financially. So To kick off this series, I have my beautiful sister with me today, the incomparable makeup by Z. (laughs) (laughs) So she is going to bless us with her uh, story and testimony, and I know you're really going to enjoy it. She holds a special, special place in my heart. And so just before she um, talks about herself, we met about two years ago, Z, was it? about two years ago through a mutual friend of ours and have gotten close and this is my boo like square up if you want to okay so (laughs) we are super country sis we are super loud and this is my love and so i'm super excited that she is the first interview and so say hey sis hi everybody Thank you so much, sis, for inviting me. When when you invited me, you know I was like super hyped, like extremely honored to come on Therapy as a Christian podcast with the Roslyn Renee. I'm just, uh, I'm honored for real. I'm honored to be here and I'm excited uh, about this series um, in, in totality. So, yeah. Yes, yes. So, Let's get started. So I want you to just tell the people a little bit about yourself, about your businesses, and just all those things. So go ahead. Awesome sauce. Well, first of all, I like to give out my Instagram because that's how people get to know you these days. So I am at Makeup by Z, and I spell Z-Z-I-I. And of course, you can go to the show notes, I'm sure, um, to pick that up. And um, I am a professional makeup artist and I have been for the past eight years. Within that past eight years, I have been blessed with so many opportunities to work with TV networks, some celebrities that you may know, such as Jasmine Sullivan, SWV, working with the cast of Underground from WGN and so much more. But my heart um, is really strong for everyday women. I really love to work with everyday women. And I have um, extended, created an extension of my makeup servicing business by educating everyday women on how to do their makeup online in a virtual space. And I call it Better Than YouTube Makeup Classes. (laughs) Why? Because it's better than YouTube. (laughs) Listen, it's better than YouTube, okay? Um, And I work with everyday women to teach them how to do their makeup like a pro from A to Z so that they can increase their confidence, maximize their beauty beauty budget, and save time on application. Um, 
I have also created a makeup school. It is the number one online makeup school for everyday women. And it is better than YouTube University. So and that's a little bit about um, the business um, side, but a little bit about me. Born and raised in Memphis, um, grew up in church all my life. Um, just come from a regular, regular degular <laughs> background. Um, and I love going to church. I love vacationing. Um, I love trap music every now and, then, now and again, but I'm really an old school fan. So give me some Anita Baker, little Frank Beverly and Mays. Uh, all that good stuff then I got you but listen I got sense until I hear taking over for the nine nine and the two thousand all day baby all listen, day something just happens I don't know what happens but I just kind of lose it and then you know, after it goes off I come back too and I you know hey who you is okay you know yeah so that's a little bit about me and you have one more thing. You have your amazing uh, album, Crown. Oh, Africa. yeah. Yeah, I got so much going on. I just can't, <laughs> can't keep up with it. Yes. Yeah, so um, back in 2017, God helped me to um, complete something he started in me probably two years prior to that. And that was an affirmation album. Y'all, this album is the soundtrack it is an encouragement soundtrack for women who are chasing their dreams and y'all is bumping like if i could just it say is. so myself that's just bumping okay at first when i created it it was kind of mellow melancholy you know just monotonous and i was like this is not me i need something i can i can move to i can groove right. to and so i created this album there are actually two songs on the album the last track is a full track of scriptures for the entrepreneur um and it's really awesome so wherever you listen to beyonce you can find me too okay so I'll crowned affirmation below because it's really good and actually scriptures for entrepreneurs is, is on my um therapy as a christian playlist because it's just that good so i will have all that for y'all below okay z so let's get into it so yeah. now that you talked about all the things that amazing things you're doing what got you started and what was that what has that process been like for you? Um, so what got me started in makeup period, um, it was kind of, it was a side hustle thing. I had to learn how to make, to do my own makeup when I started modeling. And it just so happened that I ended up being a girl that can do it a little bit better than everybody else. Um, but after I did not get the job I was expecting after college, I used makeup as a way to supplement my income. So it originally started out as a hustle. But eventually the numbers started adding up and I was like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> I think I can, I think I can live a little bit <laughs> if I keep doing what I'm doing. Um, and I was able to go full time inside of my business. So the motivation really was, hey, this is something that I can use to make money and sustain me. It's legal. <laughs> I ain't I ain't gotta shake nothing for it. <laughs> <laughs> do something strange for you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying <laughs> you know i don't have to do anything crazy um it's it's fun i'm enjoying myself and i never thought that my life would end up this way because i was groomed um to be a scholar i was groomed to go the collegiate path i was groomed um to understand that corporate was the way to go um and so i just never thought that my life would go this way so that's kind of what made me jump into business the way that i did so starting early on, like, especially like hopping into it, because at that time, how old were you? I was uh, 21. Yeah, 21. So as a I was 21 around 21, 22. Yeah, so as a 21 year old, starting off, hopping straight into entrepreneurship, essentially. One, what was that reaction from your family like, for one? And then two, what was your mindset at the time of, Hey, I'm just gonna go for it. Um, I saw my mom grind all her life. I saw my mom, she started off as a cosmetologist and I was a beauty shop baby. So she would do hair at the beauty shop. I remember being in the salon all the time with her when I was little. Um, and then she made a decision to pivot and she went into um nursing. I don't really remember her. Um, really going to like nursing school I think it's like a level below nursing or something like that um, 
And I just saw my mom pivot and make her way through life. And now she owns her own business. So my reaction from my mom was very supportive. I was actually working part-time for my mom at the same time while I was building my clientele. So it was great to have the flexibility I needed um, and that understanding from my mom that as long as I get my work done, then child, I was taking clients in the office. I was taking clients at the house. Um, so she was very understanding. My dad on the other side, he does not come from a background of entrepreneurs. So in his head, you know, if you're not waking up at 6 a.m. to be at work at 8 o'clock a.m., you know, then that's strange. So he was a little apprehensive at first, but now he thinks I'm rich. So. <laughs> <laughs> Worked out. <laughs> hey, man, you rich in God, you know what I'm hey, saying? Look. <laughs> okay. So, okay, so being in that space and kind of in that grind mode, but more so really just working and doing what you're doing. What were some of the challenges you faced early on in your business? And what were some of like the mental blocks that you had that helped you, that, that you ended up having to overcome? Yeah, one of my biggest challenges that I had to overcome was the, the comparison um, aspect of everything. Because in the makeup world, when I was first starting out, there was not a lot of resources for me to learn. Instagram had just... Um, become popular we were phasing out of myspace into um, kind of the facebook and instagram realm and now you can actually see other people's work to compare your work to so i remember having a moment standing in the kitchen i had just finished a client i'm sitting there looking at her work and i'm comparing it to an artist that i really admired at the time Um, loved her work and i'm like i have researched i have watched every little youtube video i can find on this artist i'm i have the exact same product she's using i'm using you know the brushes she's using and i am not getting the same result her pictures look absolutely flawless and my pictures don't and i just stood in the kitchen i was like nearly in tears i probably did cry because i'm a cry baby but at that moment i made a decision to unfollow every single artist <laughs> that I followed because I was like this is ridiculous I am not about to stand here and compare myself to everybody else I'm just gonna focus on what I can do um so that was that was tough that was so yes, tough it sounds like your inspiration became insecurity yeah that's that's real good Ross that's really good and I think that that's very valid to say yeah and it was becoming like it was causing you like, yeah, I'm using this as inspiration, but it's also causing me to become insecure about myself and compare myself to what other people are doing. Right. And I was losing, I was losing the beauty and the process of becoming, you know, I had just started out and I was losing the fun. I was sucking the fun out of it because I was going for something today. Now that I know that wasn't even real you know it was filtered you know it was the skin was smooth everything that I thought it was it actually was not so I was going after something that wasn't even what it appeared to be yeah and so in taking that and then having to grow from that situation what do you how did that elevate you one only also in your business but even as an artist um it gave me more confidence and it gave me more focus. So the more I focused on what I can do, I stopped worrying about what everybody else could do. And I was able to really niche my business down to what type of artist I am. So my superpower is keeping you looking like you. And that's what I specialize in. Don't come to me for Halloween because I ain't got it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm not making you, Uh, I'm not putting blood on you. I'm not, you know, that's just not what I do. I cater to everyday beauty. My clients are people who are not makeup wearers. Uh, Maybe they're wearing makeup for the first time. Um, They want a little spice, a little glam. And I have every now and then I got a few sprinkles of people who like a little bit more drama and I'm able to cater to them as well. But um, being focused and paying attention to my lane I was able to see what I liked 
and what I didn't like without having to do what everybody else was doing. That's good. And and I like how you said your lane, because I think, especially when we're starting off, we get so focused on trying to perfect the lane first instead of being okay with like trying and doing different things. And as you try and do different things, you perfect the lane as you go to where now you've perfected this doing faces. Now you're in the point of pivoting to teach. Now you're in the point of pivoting, now helping other people do the things you're doing. And I think that only comes with growth that comes with staying focused, like you said, having clarity on what you want, which you may not have in the beginning. Well, you, you probably won't have it in the beginning. Right. And But the thing is to keep going and being consistent with that. Right. Uh, I think that's that's very true. In the beginning, I think that because we listen, especially today, we listen to so many um, gurus about business who tell you to niche down your business. They tell you to focus on one thing and when you're in the beginning phase sometimes that's not always helpful because you need to explore what you like and what you don't like you know in the beginning I was traveling to people's houses um, to do prom makeup or whatever else makeup they wanted Um, I was trying different products and I realized quickly Zanisha does not like traveling it's a no for me you know, and if I do travel, I now know what it takes to make me feel good about providing that type of service. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when I was looking up you for my wedding and I was like, now, why does he only take a certain amount of people, child? I need <laughs> to take all eight of these bridesmaids plus <laughs> myself, baby. Uh, and I was so nice. sad. And I was like, but in the tear, she says, Z not finna stand up that long. <laughs> listen, listen. After a while, listen, now, if that was, you've been married two years, right around 28 is when your knees get to aching, your back gets to cracking, and it is not fun because you start to see your body shift and change into something, you know, you're just like, hey, what happened to the 16-year-old me? Girl. And but creating those boundaries in my business definitely um they it took time to develop those things. I now, you know, I don't take clients after 6 p.m. You know, I only want to teach twice a month. Um, there's a certain level of involvement that I want with the members of my specific community because that boundary is very important to me. Yes. So okay, we'll go there for a second and I want to get into your therapy journey. So I think I remember something you told me a couple of months ago when I was in my little, little. Baby, I don't know what you were in, <laughs> but it was rough. <laughs> we had to pull you out of there, child. <laughs> when I told y'all I went through my little depression, baby, I was crying over everything. And I would call Z and I'd be like, oh, just don't. She would just laugh. And I'm like, look, okay, I get that it's funny, but you ain't got to laugh at me, okay? It was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> I was like, girl, this is ridiculous. Come on, let's work it out, though. <laughs> but you said something to me about trying stuff and you were saying it's okay to be in the infant stage. I'll never forget that. I, I think that's the best business advice one. But also what it also allowed me to do was be freed in my mind for perfectionism and feeling like I couldn't try other stuff. And it's okay to not like something. But when you don't like something, that's a learning curve and a learning opportunity for you to change something. So I realized, okay, I'm not going to pack my week with a bunch of podcast interviews or client calls. I'm only going to do that Monday through Wednesday. So Thursday and Friday, I can be on chill mode. I was packing in the whole week with all these calls and I'm sitting up here like on the weekend, like, why am I so tired? I didn't create any boundaries. And so it's okay to be, sometimes you have to go through a little bit of a burnout stage to even be able to realize what you do and don't want. Right. That helps you in your process to create those boundaries so that further you don't burn out. I agree with it. Totally. I used to actually take an unlimited number of bridesmaids and I would have to bring in an assistant. We would be there all day. And at the end of the day, it just was not 
worth it wasn't worth that and also we live in a social media world where it looks good to hustle you know uh, when you are in the infant phase and you cannot see clearly, you are looking through um, the lens of a newbie, so to speak, your mindset about what an entrepreneur is, is a little skewed because you're not deep in it yet. And because we live in this hustle phase, it looks good. You know, it looks good to have 10 clients all day. You know, it looks good. It sounds good to have. Well, I had 13 calls on the schedule this week. And now that I'm knee deep, <laughs> listen. Baby, tired. Do you hear me? Tired. Tired. Yeah, what tired, tired, child. Like, no, no, like, no. I do not want to expire my body before it's time. I don't want to help the Lord push me into my death date. I, that's, that's not what I'm trying to do. Like what I want to do is I want to live longer, but experience the abundance by working smarter and not harder. So yeah, once, once you, once you understand what you like and you don't like, you're able to create those boundaries and everything will start making better sense for you. And you're able to put a price on your value. Ooh. Your, your value is a number. Listen. Girl, okay. So you can have you can have less clients and still make the same amount of you at ten. Listen, I am the money queen, honey. <laughs> you don't have to tell me <laughs> anymore. But tell me what you want. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> tell me what you need, and tell me if it ain't good enough for you, baby. <laughs> I just want to get up and do the dance, the hop. <laughs> just thinking that when I was something like, I don't want to do a little gyrate over here, but baby, I just gave myself permission. Okay. <laughs> so let's switch gears. <laughs> y'all, this is how we are. This is how we, this is what I was afraid of. We were going to act a fool <laughs> in front of the people. Get it together, Rosalind. They're laughing at us anyway, so it's okay. Okay. So switching gears and going into counseling. Yeah. So you started top of year last year, was it? Um, I want to say the bottom of the year last year. So the the year. is it only been that long? Yeah, I, I'm. I think I'm coming up on one year, like next month. Okay. So, mm -hmm. so you started. Tell us a little bit about why you went about all of that. So go ahead. Okay. So I am. Um, if you, I, first of all, I think the best personality test out there in the world is the Enneagram test. And on the Enneagram test, you're given a number and that test explains. I still haven't taken that test, child. It's I so good. argue with somebody, but I don't remember the number. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> but that test explains why you think the way that you think versus other personality tests that tell you how you think. So I know how I think, but the reason why I think the way I think comes from different fears, you know, that I have inside. And so I'm the type of person um, who, first of all, I'm a number three, I'm an achiever. So I'm always looking at self-help books. I'm always looking for things that can make me better um, because I want to be smart and I want to appear smart as well. So I had already read, you know, um, wholeness by Toure Roberts. I had read, um, what, what's that book by Devon? The Weight mm -hmm. by Devon and Mick. Mm -hmm. I had, I had read The Weight. Um, I had just already been doing some inner work, but I felt like I had hit a ceiling on how far I could go. I knew that there was some trauma I needed to work through that I wouldn't have been able to work through by myself because there was some conversations I wanted to have with some people that were involved in that trauma and I just needed help. In addition to that, I also knew that there are some generational um, curses and spirits inside of my bloodline that I don't want to carry to my children. I don't have children right now, but as I began to um, pray to God for those blessings, I also want to be prepared. And there's some trauma, um, not trauma, but there's some <clears throat> generational curses 
um, that I wanted to make sure I could recognize and uproot from my own personal, you know, for my own personal sake. And I remember the first day I walked into the office, y'all, my therapist came down the steps. Child, I hadn't even filled out the paperwork yet. And I just started boohooing and crying. And I'm looking like, Nat Z, if you don't get it together in front of this woman, and it's your first day. But I was just so overwhelmed by the thought that I am breaking curses for my bloodline. Girl. My family will never be the same. Nobody who touches me will never be the same. Even my, my partner, he will never be the same because of my decision to go to therapy. So I'm going to pause you real quick because I think there we are the generation if, if i believe the millennial generation and like young 20s up to like mid 30s are the generation that are choosing to go to therapy to deal with the stuff our parents didn't want to deal with and sometimes that feels heavy because there's that can feel like it's we have a lot of we can have resentment towards our parents or the process like why do i gotta be the why do I got to do this? And so I say that as an encouragement, don't blame the process. You having to step into the process, look at it as an opportunity to go through the process. So you don't have, to, your kids don't have to be the ones to do it. Right. And, and even now looking back, how much of a blessing that is to come out on the other side and be like, girl, who listen, am I? Who listen, was I? Listen. Okay, so I'm not going to take your shine. So go no. ahead and talk about, you can talk about that, but also like, what was that process of continuing that conversation? Oh, I think I was done with that part. Okay. So, <laughs> so you went and what, what has that been like for you? It has been a journey. Mm -hmm. before I start adding beautiful words honey it's a journey okay <laughs> listen therapy is, is it's not for the faint at heart okay it is not this it's not what you see on tv when people go and they lay on the couch and they just talk and you know get things out and everything is la 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 and you get ice cream after no that is not it I'm going to say this and I mean it when I say it, but I want people to hear me, um, hear my explanation. Therapy depressed me before it healed me. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. Listen, I got I, I my, my chest. My chest got a little heavy when I said it. No, I remember you and I went to a coffee shop late last year. And I think you had just started. It was like your first couple sessions. And you were like, girl, I don't know. This season just is Rough. stretching me. But also, <laughs> I think it was because it was so outside of your control. And you mm -hmm. couldn't predict or have any control over what you was feeling. Whereas normally, like that, that achiever is like, I'm going to just either make it work, make it happen. It's going to fix like. And so it was so outside of your control and it was hard. Very, it was very challenging. Here's why. As an achiever and as a child of my mother, <laughs> we compartmentalize. So if there's a situation, we're going, we're not going to sulk in that situation because we got stuff to do. I ain't got time to sit here and cry about this for 13 days and 14 nights. I just don't. So I'm going to take this, let it be what it is, and I'm going to sit it on the shelf for another time when I can actually handle, uh, I have time to handle this. But the time never comes around Girl. for me to actually handle it. Girl. So when I have to go back and give my life story to my therapist, I got to pull down all of those little boxes off the shelf, open them, pick at wounds that never healed, and relive some emotions that I thought I was over with because I had already talked to my friend about it without crying. I had already shared it, you know, with my boyfriend without crying about it. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm G'd up. Like it happened, it's over, I'm over it. Oh, but till you get in that room. I don't know if it's the, cause the light's low or the couch comes <laughs> low. <laughs> 
Baby, I don't know what happens. But is you're still triggered. You're like, regardless right. of what you don't think, your pers- your we talked about that yesterday. Where we look at stuff through a lens of trauma, and we that we think in eyes, oh, I can see, like mm-hmm. baby girl, I can see, I got these good lenses. I'm like these some good contacts. I pay good money for this, okay? <laughs> Until you take them out, and you're like, there's no way I was seeing with that. There's yeah. no way I was living like that. There was no yeah. way I was in relationship with people functioning in this way. Yeah. And it becomes so like, for me, it was, it was so, it was so, it was just hard because I didn't have any support. Like mm. I had to deal with my mama telling me, well, it ain't really that bad. No, baby, you don't understand the layers of years of these things and how they have impacted the way I look at my husband, the way I look at you, the way I look at my friends, the way I cope. I was an isolator. That wasn't normal. Mm -hmm. That wasn't normal for me to get irritated and fall off the earth and just not talk to people. So it, 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 you, like you said, it depressed you before it heals you. What made you press in? My seed, you know, my seed like if i don't do this now my seeds will suffer you mm-hmm. know i i i can't just do it for me it's real i'm really serious about my the generations after me um being free and i know that i wanted to be free i i suffered from um sleep paralysis um uh, night terrors and a lot of those I am learning now that God has given me um, a gift of dreaming. And those dreams are tied to emotions or, or things, you know, my inner self is battling with. And that's not fun. You know, that's, that's, that's not fun. So I had to, you know, push through. And to go back to the parental thing, I didn't tell my parents I started therapy at all. Cause I already knew how they felt about it. Mm-hmm. So I just didn't, I didn't share that with them um, until I let them find out. I, I did a Facebook live where I was talking to, you know, my audience and my mom watched it and she brought it up to me, but it wasn't anything that I was really open to share with mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And so, okay. So now coming into almost a year, talk about what has shifted for you. Um, I think one of the biggest things that I've learned in therapy is being able to be aware of my inner narrative from childhood. And so in therapy, we talk about these core values or core beliefs um, that are not true. They're not positive. They're not Um, They don't feed the spirit. They typically work against you. And they're all narratives that you tell yourself based on experiences when you were younger or how you were raised and all that stuff. So what shifted for me was being able to be aware of the things that may limit me based on those past experiences. Yeah. So, for example, one of my core beliefs uh, from when I was younger was that my voice doesn't matter. Um, and that my opinion, you know, is insignificant. And that came from two different things. First of all, I was raised in a house where you're going to do what I say when I say how I say it because I said it. Mm-hmm. All right. So it don't matter what you think, how you feel. I don't care if you don't want to do this mo- no more. I said do it, so you need to do it. No explanation, no consideration of how I felt because I'm a child. Okay, cool. But the second thing was in elementary school, I was bullied for being smart, for being, um, I won a spelling bee, I was captain of the cheer squad, majorette squad, uh, black history bee, any bee you can think of. <laughs> I, I was involved and I did it. But the kids, <laughs> you're so crazy. But the kids would bully me. They would write my name in the bathroom stalls and say mean things about me. And I made a decision when I started going to middle school that I would dumb myself down. I remember talking to myself saying, you won't be, you won't appear as smart. 
you're not going to show up super smart. If they find out, cool. And you know what my therapist said to me, Rosalyn? What she said, girl? She said, that is so mean of you to tell yourself. Baby, I just started crying because I am not a mean person. Mm. But for me to be that mean to myself. Girl, she got these quotes that she just say that you just can't even girl, in your brain forever. Okay. Continue. I'm sorry. I just had to say that. Listen, she said, that is so mean to yourself. And I thought about it. And I just sat there and cried because I had been mean to myself. And the way that carried into my business is I would not go live a lot. Um, I used to be very um, active on Snapchat and then I kind of slowed down a little bit um, because I just was not wanting to show up as this person who was super smart or very talented. I always wanted to to appear humble and not cocky and all of these things that I was telling myself that, hey, you need to, you, you doing too much, sit down. She asked me, what does it look like when you're doing too much? What does that even mean? Define that for me. Sis, what? You know, and you know, it's not an answer. (laughs) (laughs) So I had to learn that it's okay to be myself. And so that is a huge shift. My God. Because of therapy, I am so much, even with this, I'm listening to myself talk to you. And I I am processing that I am speaking with so much freedom, with so much authority. I am speaking as if my voice matters. Um, and I am 100% authentically myself. Girl. Girl, you yeah. dropped so many gems, and I want to go back to one where you were saying doing too much, yeah, because I think we sometimes think that that's us being humble, mm-hmm. which really is this false humility of I, I call it pride because it, 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 it pulls back you to control and you be in control, versus when you show up fully as you, you exude light, you exude power, you exude authority. And here's the thing, Jesus did that all the time and the man was home. Yeah. If he was doing too much, what would have happened? And so I think it becomes a thing, because truly V, to give you some, some affirmation, when you show up, sis, your authenticity is grace. It is so beautiful. You're so graceful when you show up. You're oh, so like you. And it's not like it doesn't come off as extra. I mean, you know I'm loud and a little you you know you call me you call me ghetto. But baby, I know it's I'm a so little ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> but it took the same thing. It took me a long time to be 100 percent okay with being loud, not using correct grammar at times, being who I am, because I always thought, God, I don't want to embarrass you. Mm. I don't want to be too much to people. I don't want somebody to judge me for who I am or what I say. And that becomes a thing of like, again, I'm so mean to me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have to be mean to myself. Yeah. And I I couldn't believe (laughs) I, I actually started crying and laughing in the same breath with it. I'm pretty sure she was looking at me like, girl, what is wrong with you? But <laughs> I just couldn't believe that not me being mean to myself, you know, not this girl who affirms other people or, you know, works on I just couldn't believe that there was an aspect. It was hidden, though. And that's what how therapy helped me to shift because it it makes my eyes more keen and more open, more sharp to things that are more so hidden. I, I'm able to put words 
um, to a feeling that I feel. I'm able to identify and not just say, oh, I feel some type of way. No, I feel rejected. I feel ashamed. I feel um, distant. I'm able to put words to those and actually process where that feeling is coming from without taking my anger out on somebody or without um, getting out of character. So yeah, therapy has really helped shift um, my awareness and how I show up. Yeah. So how did therapy shift your relationship with God? So one of the hugest aha moments for me and we've talked about this, but one of the hugest aha moments for me is understanding that God is a caring God. He cares about all those little boxes that I put on the shelf that may have had an expiration date to people. They don't have an expiration date with him. If it still bothers me, today, tomorrow, or 10 years from now, he cares about that pocket of my heart. And therapy has helped and challenged me um, to lean on him for strength, <laughs> to lean and trust on, on, on him for um, guidance as well. But to learn him, his heart, and the fact that he cares for me has been major. That is so good. Like, yeah. I could just sit there on that because, oh, God, just just the fact of hearing God cares for me. Like, you hear that all the time. We hear that growing up in church. We hear that. But when you get to hear it, believe it, and experience it and know it, it's yeah. a whole different ball game, sis. Yeah. And you- this, is, this is how I grew up. I grew up and I learned how to praise. So, you know, we hand clapping, foot stomping, and God is a healer, God is a way maker, you know, all of these, all of these titles, you know, all of these, you know, Lily in the Valley, Bright and Morning Star, Bridge Over Water, all of those things and titles, but it was in cultivating worship in that relationship where I learned that when I'm sad, God sees my sadness. When I'm lonely, God sees my my loneliness and I had to stop seeing God in the same way that I see my earthly father. I had to see him as all of it. Just imagine for a second, the qualities of a good father, you Mm -hmm. know, what would those qualities be? You know, whoever's listening, list those qualities of a good father. All right. They protect, they provide, you know, they're there when you cry. They care about when you hurt your knee or you get a paper cut. They're there to help you and love on you and support you. They show up for you. God is all of that. Regardless of if you didn't get that from your earthly father, God is right there in all of that just for you because he cares that much. And oh, he loves me so good. Yes, girl. And (laughs) And I, I promise you, I say it all the time, we have a, growing up, we create this skewed view of God based off what we've experienced from people, our earthly fathers, all of these things. And we don't realize that when we're looking at God, it's, it can be from a place of trauma until we heal and talk through and process what those things were. It changes your view of the father to really seeing him as oh, you are love. And I believe that. And I truly, truly know that. Like that was a breakthrough for me in counseling. That was one of the biggest ones of, I truly believe that you love me and I'm worthy Mm -hmm. enough for your love. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That worthiness is really something, you know, um, because you can feel, feel like you're not in a place to come to God because you may have not ever been in a place to come to your earthly father. You may have been afraid when you were in trouble to run to your earthly father because you knew, you know, they were going to be upset or they weren't going to give you the emotional support that you were going to, going to need. 
And so because you were afraid to run to your earthly father when you're in trouble, sometimes you're afraid to run to God. And that's not how he operates. He stands there with open arms and he wants us to run to him even in times of trouble you know yea though I walk through the valley of the shadows of death I will fear no evil because you are with me right that rod and that staff comfort me that means I'm gonna guide you in the way that you probably did mess up you you probably did tear, tear that little part of your life up but that rod and that staff <laughs> I was about to say, I was turned up back then. You got to turn it 30 next week. You know, them 20s was a little turnt. Okay. Thank Please. you for the restoration. Amen. Ooh, amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> okay. He, he's that type of God where he wants our, he wants us to come to feel, we should feel comfortable enough to run to him. Uh, no matter what the situation. Facts. Okay. So let's go to talking about how therapy helps you in your business so first I want you to address how do you practically make God the CEO of your business um so I believe that you are the first person I've ever heard talk about having business meetings with God um and I did start incorporating that um and I'm really excited to be a part of your uh masterminds for God I can say that right Mm -hmm, okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm excited to be a part of that um, just to uh, one be accountable to keep having those business meetings with God so it was just through our friendship that I even heard that you were doing business meetings with God and I was like yeah you're right because if he's the CEO of my business then I should meet with him every now and then huh <laughs> <laughs> so I have incorporated that but just on a daily practical level Um, I write down my goals and I pray um, over my goals. I really like the prayer of Jabez. Um, That's a good prayer. Um, But as well as just even praying before I, you know, worshiping and praying before I got on this, on this podcast, Um, praying over my clients, praying over my students, Um, and then sitting down and listening, you know, after I present, first of all, I present my concerns. So if there's anything I'm concerned about, when it comes to my business, when it comes to my life, I literally write out my concerns to the Father. And I say, Lord, listen, I'm not a little, I'm not quite sure about X, Y, and Z. All right. I'm a little lost. I'm a little confused. <laughs> I can definitely hear you saying that. Like, look, okay. I, this is what I've done, but okay. I'm help. Just, okay. Send help. Okay. So when I present that concern to him, that's allowing, that's shifting the responsibility for me to have to solve the problem. Talk about it. it. Talk about (laughs) it. Talk about it. That is, listen, that is dedicating your business to God because you function under the understanding. I work for you, bro. Every gift I have it's only because of you. Every every customer swiping that car with me, every customer paying me, every little cash app I get, every yep. financial seed, every graced opportunity for someone to work with me is only because of you. Yeah. And so when we shift the responsibility back onto the CEO who has the storehouse, Mm-hmm. has the resources mm-hmm. knows all the marketing strategies who is well equipped to give all these innovative ideas I, I ain't never heard nobody do no makeup school virtually never heard mm-hmm. of it it's the number one makeup school for everyday women but I mean you know what I'm saying Period. like I ain't never heard of that before never heard of it so yeah. to hear like these these ideas that come from heaven that we are graced to do like that's dedication to him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that as well, when I shift the responsibility, it takes the weight and the stress off of trying to figure everything out. Because when I feel heavy about something, that's because I'm trusting too much in myself and not enough in the vision giver, you know? So I've learned, listen, Yolanda Adams said that this battle ain't yours. <laughs> the Lord. <laughs> it's the Lord. 
and I have to remind myself. <laughs> I could just play the first five seconds of that track. <laughs> this battle is not mine, okay? <laughs> it is not mine. It is the Lord's, and it doesn't, battles don't always mean arguments. It doesn't always mean strife. It can just mean um, there's a gap between where you are and where you want to be. And, and to get there can can kind of be a little fuzzy. Um, so I like shifting. I like putting it back on him. Mm-hmm. Hey, you you said exceedingly abundantly above all I could ask or think. Uh, he's waiting. Like, then he's like, raise your price. <laughs> all right. <laughs> then you're like, hold up. I'm not ready. Okay. <laughs> Wait. Wait a minute. Hold on. I'm not ready. I wasn't ready. But talk about, because you actually went through something recently when the pandemic hit, and you were talking about that. Talk oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so when the pandemic hit, um, child, that just, that knocked me. It knocked me off my feet because I'm a person of control. And not necessarily, I'm not controlling, but I am accustomed to having control in my business. I monitor how many clients are coming in. I went from having 15 clients on the weekend to, honey, none, okay? Like nothing because everybody was in a frenzy about what was going to happen. So that was very tough and it depressed me fast because I could not control um, what was going on. And I was confused. I didn't know what to do. Now, I had already started... um, better than YouTube makeup classes a year, you know, almost a year ago. So that was, that was, I started that in June of 2019. Uh, so everything was already set up, but I just felt unnecessary. I felt like this world is dying. People are losing their jobs. People are not thinking about doing their own makeup right now. Where is my, pl- I don't have a place. I ain't got no place in this. Ain't nobody studying no brushes and I don't care. And these are things that I was telling myself. And at the same time, it was during the time where God challenged um, that I started learning about the Holy Spirit. And so, and I was like, okay, Holy Spirit is really the OG of our OG. So let me call on my help, the advocate, you know, that God has left for me. I need help figuring out what is my position, what is my place. And God, in my quiet time, which is so important, you know, not just to talk and then run off, like to sit there and listen. He reminded me of my purpose. He reminded me and really gave me permission. Baby, just do what I called you to do. I called you to uplift, to give hope you know, to women and help them to be better no matter what you do. And right now I've graced you in the lane of education and, and, and beauty. So rock with it, you know? And it was like a huge weight off of my shoulders. It was, it's like when I used to get home from school and take that heavy backpack mm-hmm. off my back, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> it was a huge weight that lifted off of my shoulders. And once I had his permission and his goal, I was, it was, it was over and done with from there. Like Zoom, gone, yeah, over and done with. Clarity on what yeah. to do in this time. Yeah. And it just broke The permission, the permission slip is what got me. He signed that permission slip for me to go on. <laughs> Y'all get out of my face with this. You know, you say you forget the day of and you tell your right. to sign it. Y'all get out of my face with this. You waited too late. <laughs> Right. Oh, I'm just thankful he had a little grace for me. Amen. Okay. okay. I wanted to I wanted to add this too. Um, just about honoring God in my business. What's important to me is tithing. I do not play about tithing. Um, I will tell anybody who wants to have financial abundance in their life, in their business, God. you cannot expect God to do all these great things for you and you want to give him 10%. Listen to this. Speaking to the mic, sis. I mean, you know what I'm saying? The mic, but Look, let, me, let me get a little closer. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you, you know, remember when we wanted to go out, Ooh. but them dishes had to be done, your room had to be cleaned before we left the, ha- left the house? And what we do? We scurried. 
to go and do them dishes and clean that room so that we can do the things that we wanted to do. We can stay out an hour later or whatever, you know, the incentive was. God only asks for 10%. He asks for the first fruits of our crop. We can do more with the 90 than we can the full 100% if we just be obedient. And he said, watch. He said, test me, try me, and see why I open up a window and pour you out. Not a thousand blessings. He said, a blessing. I'm talking about a blessing so heavy, so crazy that you won't mm. even have room to receive it. Be looking crazy, sis. You trust me and try me. He said, trust and try me. So I don't play about my tithes. Um, it's just a part of my budget. Amen. It come out automatically. I ain't got to think about it. My 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 church gets that. Amen. And <laughs> you can't outgive God. You can't beat his giving now. Girl, no matter how hard you try. You can't outgive him. Like there's some days I'm like, okay, bro, I know I gave some, but you just blew my mind with that like I don't girl okay okay so let so talking through with business how did therapy change you as an entrepreneur especially going into this relationship you had with God this year tying that on top of in the middle of a pandemic but also with that shift and going to therapy how did that change you as an entrepreneur um, it has allowed me to have more grace. So when you have a heart for God and you understand his heart, you, you can't help but for your heart to change and shift. And so I have a lot more compassion towards people who are involved in my business. Uh, I'm a very, I have a lot of boundaries inside of my business, which can come off very um, stern and kind of, you know, strict for lack of better terms. And now, because of therapy, I am able to lead better. I'm a better leader because I know how to watch my words. I know how to craft my language and communicate better because I've gained the words from therapy, um, the vocabulary from therapy. I'm able to, as a makeup artist, when I service women, we have many sessions in the chair because I can recognize in the spirit some things that may be hindering them from um, experiencing the best part of, of what God wants them to have. And I'm able to talk about it without um, being overly religious, without being overly, without being judgmental. I'm able to create a safe space because I've been in a safe space in therapy. I know what a safe space looks like. I didn't grow up in a safe space. But I know in therapy what a safe space looks like when I'm able to share without being judged, without being um, a shame, a shame about what I'm sharing. And so because of this safe space, you know, um, I'm, as a leader in my business, because I do deal with a lot of people, I'm just able to be better. I'm able to actually, I know what it feels like to try to be a leader like Jesus, you know, um, and not through. be and not be consumed with it being super religious like you said that and i was like yes because yeah. we don't recognize to what safe spaces are yeah like, like we have like i told you this before like there have been times where i've said things to you and i'm like z you heard me like you listened to me you validated me you affirmed me and that is a safe space to not feel like it's covered in judgment you finna throw 50 scriptures at me. You may throw one or two, but it also is covered in love in a way that speaks to what I'm going through. It's not wrapped up in, oh, get out of my face or, oh, go ahead and get over it. Oh, girl, child, you fine. <clears throat> go pray about it. But you listened. And I think it, when you experience, like you said, a safe space, you can model that and, and also model it in a way because you know your identity you know you're worthy. You know that you have the tools. You know how you're. You know you're able to give the tools. And not only that, people want that. People right. thirsty for that. People right. that, and people will. That's like an automatic desire for them to come back, or that's an automatic sending a referral to you. Fifty refer like 
That is so true. That is so true. I told Miss Bob today, baby, I will single-handedly keep you in business. And she said, rise and I'm full. I said, it's okay. I sent another person today. (laughs) (laughs) I got you. Yeah, period. Okay. But that light, and when you operate in that way, that sends the sins blessed in your way. Yeah, I'm a living witness. I, I'm a living witness all day. I know that there are some times where I have made um I'll make up makeup artists make mistakes. There are times when, you know, maybe somebody didn't like their eyeshadow, they didn't like the lip, but they came back and it wasn't because of the makeup, it was because of the um safe space that was created. I have some clients who they make an appointment just so they can't be in my space. Not because they really have anything to do, you know. They just want to be in a safe space. And that doesn't always mean we talk. Sometimes I just need quiet time. And I'm cool with that because I ain't got to say a word, you know. I'm, I'm very okay with it. Um, but it is very therapeutic when you are allowed to be in a safe space and how to business yes i have been tremendously blessed by that you know opportunities that i couldn't think of you know have happened for me and that that's nobody but me being an active participant in what god is doing in my life amen anything else that therapy has done has helped you as an entrepreneur um so much (laughs) so much uh, it has helped me to celebrate yourself, celebrate myself. That's exactly where I was going. <laughs> Cause you know, I, was late. <laughs> I know child. It has helped me to celebrate, celebrate. myself. I will yell. I will scream. I throw a little, you know, park in there. You know what I'm saying? I'm a system. like, baby, what you need? Yes. I, I have, I have learned to redefine what success is. Yes. Um, I remember um, being asked to redefine success because I was looking at the biggest pictures that I have for myself, you know, the big numbers that I want to reach, the big, you know, what I feel like is going to be, uh, I made it you know, stuff. And when I was asked to redefine my definition of success, it was simply to achieve what it is that I set out to do, no matter how big or no matter how small. Mm. And that was successful. So every little small thing that happens that I feel is insignificant because it's what I'm supposed to do in order to get the, mm-hmm. to the next level, I would have a very hard time with celebrating that or even sharing it because in my head, it didn't matter. It was so minuscule to me because I think so big and so great. It was so minuscule that it didn't deserve celebration. And that hinders me because I'm always reaching, reaching, reaching and never enjoying the moment. So therapy has helped me to enjoy every little moment, every, even when I I miss the mark, I can celebrate, hey, I made it this far, you know. And I appreciate too, um, just being surrounded by people who will celebrate me. Um, and it has allowed therapy has allowed me to also celebrate others because I w- I'm the type of person I'm like, baby, get to the point. <laughs> That's Nico, Jesus. <laughs> and it's terrible, but I am therapy is, is and has helped me to dial that back and celebrate others because now I'm celebrating myself. So mm-hmm. I'm not projecting that minuscule mentality onto other people. Um, so yeah, that. Most definitely. It's helped me to celebrate myself for sure. I'm still learning practical ways to do so. great, sweetie. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks, sis. Well, I have enjoyed you. This has been so good. And if you are someone that just wants to be inspired, definitely follow me on Instagram. Definitely join her makeup school better than YouTube University, participate in a class if you want to learn makeup because she, now listen, this is not just 
you are going to pull up a YouTube video, baby. She teaches you, like, you get companion guys, you get all this stuff, baby. And so you are going to be in for a treat when you take an opportunity to um, learn from her. So I'll leave all of her information below. Definitely, definitely take advantage of that. And thank you, sis, for being here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Like I said, I am really honored for real just to know you and to have you and be able to call you my sister and be on your podcast. So thank you. You're welcome. I love you. All right, y'all. Well, I will see you next week for part two and we'll talk soon. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.